Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? That's right, man. We are back once again, a whole new week. We are just 10 episodes away from episode 200. Sure are. God damn. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a wild ride, man, and it's been almost we're creeping up on almost five years, five years since the Codex Prime podcast has started. And uh, while you're sharing the episode here, um, you know, you know, we're we're just doing it. We got a I got a couple of movie reviews that that I'll get into, as well as like a little little book report of sorts. A book report. <laughs> well, more more so like a book review. Um, Aren't we fucking fancy? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I do have one more book. Let me just get it real quick. Okay. And on that note, as I'm sharing the episode, how's everybody doing? It is... Okay, you got it. Good. All right. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we got another... Got a book that I'll talk about. Um, Also, uh, next week... Next week, uh, we got the UWO coming in back. Oh, Jesus. And all, all wrestling episode we're going to be talking about worlds collide which is this saturday which we'll be watching um on the wwe network nxt versus nxt uk and then after that we've got the 2020 royal rumble so if you want to talk about we're going to talk about all the results of those two events next tuesday with the uwo uh kyle chapman is in the house kyle i just gotta say this please the Codex Prime podcast is a trans jokes free zone. Don't bring that shit around here. I will not allow it. Anyway, oh, anyway, uh, we should also supply some white claw for Mr. Chapman. <laughs> he owes us. He owes us. Yes. You know, I was thinking uh, white claw for Kyle Chapman on the rocks. You know, with some salt on the rim, like a margarita and a lim- and a lime peel. You know, make it a little fancy for him. Why does it sound like that? You had that. And possibly enjoyed it. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking about. Uh, I like margaritas. I like sangrias, as you know. But I don't like that's White Claw. A, that's a victor ass drink you described. I mean, not with White Claw. No, no. You no, drunk no. it with no problem. It was mind over matter. I mean, because it had, it barely had any flavor. It's, I, it's, it's bad. It was mind over matter for me, and I struggled. You know, badly. Yeah, I mean, you're used to bad stuff. I mean, you're a, you're a Cowboys fan. You're used to struggle. Listen, listen, listen. you don't. Don't don't disrespect my team. Cause we them boys. Greatness. <laughs> it's greatness. greatness. <laughs> Yo, you're impeccable. <laughs> oh man. As greatness as Kenneth Jerome Omega. Oh, you mean Kenny L Omega? It's W. Oh, it's W. Oh, he was calling him W. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and yes. Uh, big shout outs to Kyle Chapman for our last uh, uh, last week's episode of UWO, where he gave praise to Mister Kenny Omega, as he should, because Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He knows this. We all know this. Um, let me see. Brian Lucier is in the chat. What's, What's up? going on, Brian? Brian, stay tuned. Yeah. I got something for you. Okay. It's that, let's just say, it's that time of year again. We'll get into it. Oh, yes. But it's that time of year again. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, uh, Brian Lucier, I did have a chance to see the new Doom Eternal trailer. Oh, you're going to play the shit out of that fucking game. Oh, yeah. Why, oh, you're making that face. Yeah, you're man. biting your bottom lip. <laughs> Yo. This is scary. 
Listen, this Doom, is getting uncomfortable. Doom 2016 was my game of that year. Like you shoot, yeah, it was. You shoot demons in the face. You punch demons in the face. You chainsaw demons in the face, and that's the whole game. And it's beautiful. Mm. What would you choose? Witcher three, Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. or Doom? Oh, I gotta pick Witcher three. Really? Oh yeah, no question. Witcher really. Yeah, I mean, cause, cause, like, I mean, it'd be better if, if, like, if you compare like three first-person shooters. But Witcher Three is t- one of the best games of any generation. Like the story alone and the characters. I wow. saw it for cheap at Walmart. I saw it for like seventeen bucks. Oh, did you pick it up? Nah, not yet. Oh, you should. Is it like the Game of the Year edition? Like, a I think complete? it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get that because it has all the all the both all DLCs, the DLCs in- including. Yeah. Yeah, it, all the DLCs included, and like, what's cool about The Witcher is that each side quest, they're really well written stories in and of themselves. So it's like, wow. But do you need? Do you need? Do you really need to play the first two? Not necessarily, because like Part Three is a pretty self-contained story on its own. Like there are there are certain things that um, that might, re- might reference the first two games, but you definitely like pick up on the backstory and like the history of the characters. Oh, okay. And like the game comes with like a mini mini compendium which kind of explains like the backstory of the world and catches you up pretty oh, much. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's an excellent game and for 17 bucks don't think about it, buy it. Oh damn. Yeah. There's still like mad games I bought that I have not played. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like sure. Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, Devil May. I heard that was game was really good. Like I would say, Witcher Three. Play that before Devil May Cry Five. Or better yet, you can play DMC through like in between like a palate cleanser. I'm playing that. I'm playing Spider Man again. But then, nah, Witcher Three is worth it. I know, like, um, you know, I got my face. You know, I have my heart set on Spider Man. Spider Man is where my heart was. That when I saw that I it didn't save into the cloud. It just gave me another reason to play it. Mm-hmm. I was happy as shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, any reason is a good reason to play Spider Man. It is on the PS4. It is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Witcher three definitely get on that. Uh, let me see. I'll let me scroll on the comments here. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll get into what we've been up to and whatnot. Sure, let's get in. Yeah. So yeah. So first off, as promised, um, I did have a chance to read, uh, Captain America: Fallen Sun, the death of Captain America. A really cool story, like you like you mentioned last week. Um. Let me see five different issues, which I did, which I did not expect to be like somewhat interconnected. Like you got like a Wolverine and Daredevil with Doctor Strange kind of sneaking on the Shield helicarrier. Spider Man, he's full of grief, and Wolverine's kind of concerned for him. Um, it's kind of messed up what what Spider Man did at the cemetery. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that was kind of a dick move. But you know, he he he, he was hurting. He didn't know. Um, let me see the the Avengers. Uh, battling those Namor's sea creatures. Luke Cage just trying to play cards. Um, I, I like the Hawkeye uh, storyline too as well. Yeah, how he took on the mantle and stuff. Yeah, kind of like how he briefly took on the mantle and it kind of like called Tony out. It's like, is this about honoring Cap or is this, or is this because you can't move on, you know, from his loss? Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really interesting, especially like the new Hawkeye, this, the girl. Kate uh, Bishop. Yep, Kate Bishop. Um, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool story. I think uh, Jeff Loeb, he wrote one yeah, of them. Yeah, he wrote the whole entire thing. Oh, the whole entire thing, yep. Different artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's pretty dope. Now, yeah. let me ask you, what, you, what did you think of um, Falcon's speech at the end? 
I thought that was really, really well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that could have easily been like if if like roles were reversed in like Avengers Endgame, that would have been like the perfect end speech. Yeah. for that movie, like, and I would have cried again. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was really well written. Um, and yeah, and it kind of made me think. Wow, I I really would like to see a Namor the Submariner movie at some point. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. They hinted at they hinted at it on, in Endgame. Yep, I know they they certainly did. Um, some uh, Mar- Marvel's answer to Aquaman that'd be interesting. Pretty much, I think actually I think Neymar came first. Did he? Yeah. Let me just double check. Yeah. Have you still have you seen Aquaman by any chance? Still haven't. It's it's a fun movie. I mean, yo, Jason Momoa he did his thing, and Black Manta was pretty cool in it. It's like it's like a silly eighty sci-fi movie with a modern day budget and effects. That's how that's how fun it is. And it's got a drum playing octopus, so you can't go wrong. Uh, that's the only reason why I probably would watch it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Debut one in nineteen thirty nine and then Aquaman. Yeah, man. Debuted November nineteen forty one. Oh, yeah. By a few years, okay. So yeah, been so yeah, read that. Um, also been reading another book, a collection of short stories. Um, I checked out at the local library. Oh, yes. oh, oh, yes, one of our friendly neighborhood local libraries in Rhode Island. Uh, it's a series of uh, uh, short fiction sci-fi sci-fi stories by Ted Chiang called Stories of Your Life and Others. Uh, this is an excellent collection of uh, stories. I just have uh, two more stories left to finish. Uh, one of which is called Story of Your Life, which uh, the movie Arrival was based on, the one with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Okay. Um, I really like this collection. Excellently written uh, short stories as well. A Story of Your Life is my favorite one in the collection. Um, that one, that one reportedly took Ted Chiang five years to write, just to just to do the research of all the linguistics. Um, cover's kind of cool. Yeah, the cover's pretty dope. Um, it took him five years to write the stories of your life. That the that one's a short fiction because he had to research the field of linguistics to like, kind of get the terminology right. Um, Tower of Babylon was a really cool story. Uh, it's about the building of the Tower of Babel, um, and um, they're like these arch- these miners, like their mission to kind of break into the vault of heaven just to see what it's like. Uh, I really like I really like the world building in that. Uh, the story Understand. Um, I can see how that story kind of maybe could have been an inspiration for the movie Limitless because it was about a guy who like he gets this experimental hormone drug and it kind of expands his brain capacity and um, to the point where he can actually control like his his bodily functions like he can control the circulation of his of his blood how his brain the chemicals that his brain secretes everything it was really interesting how that how that story played out and i'm like i wouldn't be surprised if limitless got their inspiration in part from that movie right from that book um yeah also division by zero somebody a mathematician goes insane uh by doing too much math uh it's it's is that possible yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. you devote your life to it. Yeah, trying. So, you know, it's just numbers. Yeah, she was trying to find, she was trying to prove that you can divide by zero, but you really can't. Yeah. You, you want to hear something messed up? <laughs> What's up? Ask, hold on. I, I have to do this. But yeah, but yeah, do check this out Stories of Your Life and Others by Ted hey, Chang. Hey, sit. Oh. 
Yeah, what you like? Hey Siri, what's zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. Damn. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Siri. Yeah, for... <laughs> Man. But yeah, uh, definitely a, a, a good series. Uh, check it out, especially if you're in the mood for some short fiction tales. Um, I really like it a lot. Um, I, and also, speaking of short fiction, uh, I also checked out a short film on Netflix. It just came out. Okay. Uh, it's called What Would Jack Do? And it's directed by David Lynch, uh, the director of Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet, The Elephant Man. Um, this is a 17-minute uh, short film. Nope. And it was uh, posted on David Lynch's birthday nope. uh, recently, his 74th birthday. And it's a movie where David Lynch, he plays a detective, and he's interrogating a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm, Fucking Vic. I'm reading a synopsis here from IndieWire. It says, uh, in a locked down train station, a homicide detective conducts an interview with a tormented monkey. And it's shot in black and white. So it kind of reminds you of uh, his first film, Eraserhead, from the late 70s. Um, let me see. Jack is the monkey, and so like they're asking. So like the David Lynch, he's interrogating him. He's asking these random questions, and the dialogue kind of like is a series of like non sequiturs and cliche dialogue that you see, that you heard in like way too many cop dramas, all stitched together. It, it's it's kind of like think of like if if you wrote a script on autocorrect after watching a bunch of film noirs. This is this is the end result. Of the, this is what would Jack do? That would be the end result of autocorrect right in the movie for you, but it's really cool. I I liked it. Nope, I I liked it. It's uh, I th- I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, how the monkey broke into song at the end. What the, f- <laughs> you know, uh, he broke into song at the end, and David Lynch uh, kind of chases him down. Well, no, what happens was the the monkey breaks out in a song, and then he sees a chicken. The ch- and then then the monkey's like, come back, come back. The chicken runs off. The monkey chases after the chicken, and David Lynch is like, well, I know what to do now. He takes out a gun and runs after the chicken and the monkey, and then the movie ends. Credits. And it makes total sense. If you think about it. See, the monkey... I'm not... No. See, the monkey... It's going to make my head hurt. See, the monkey is a symbol of the proletariat, right, being oppressed by the invisible hand of capitalism, which is represented by David Lynch's character, who's, you know, the detective. He's, he represents the, the the long arm of the law. And the chicken... You know, I, don't, just, I don't fucking know what this... <laughs> yeah, I'm about. really... Right now, I'm just picturing a hotep on you. <laughs> and you're just going Oswald... You're just, you're just where Oswald beats on me right now. You see... The fallopian incisions within. <laughs> Couldn't even do it. You can't. You can't do it. I. I, I can't. You cannot man. do it. I. Yo, we should really start start an Oswald Bates challenge. <laughs> just off the top of your head, yo. Just off the top of your head. Oh, just man. start to talk like him. See how long you can go without laughing. Yeah, that's that would be an interesting challenge for sure. Um, cause like, wow. I mean, I mean, Hoteps, I'm sure, would definitely get there. Um, Wonder Woman bracelets in a twist, but, yeah. you know. Um, oh, man, what was, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. 
But yeah, w- w- would you watch watch it? Not at all. It's only seventeen minutes. I, the last time you saw you asked me to watch a short film, mm-hmm. I was traumatized. What Mahalan Drive? Oh, oh, uh, the, the strange thing about the Johnsons. Yeah. Oh, this is nothing like that. I don't trust you no more. It's 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 tame. I don't trust you no more. It's just a guy talking to a chicken. I don't trust well, you no more. He was you talking to was a monkey. Monkey who chased and then ends up chasing the chicken. Yeah. And then you told me that you watched some old something. You watched some silent film called Freak. Freaks. Yeah. And then I end up seeing a freaking human chicken. Yeah, that freaked me out though. Yeah, it freaked me out too. I fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty much done with Victor ass movies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, you can watch you can watch like Midsommar, uh, or uh, well, maybe not. Or, or oh I'm way too happy to watch Midsommar. Or oh, I mean, the, the sex scene alone would just like. Ugh. That's probably honestly is that that to you that would be ugh. to me that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> or Hereditary. Hereditary is good. Kind of like a slow burn horror movie. It's it's not like strange thing about the Johnsons. So there's nothing. It's freaking a different way, just in the traditional horror sense. But uh, but there it is. But speaking of horror and 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 murder, I did listen to Eminem's latest album. I still haven't had I still haven't had the chance yet. I'm hearing mixed mixed feelings about it though. It's it's good. It's a music to be murdered by. Yeah, kind of samples has a the Alfred Hitchcock theme going for it. I like it. I do like it a lot. Um, if you like Kamikaze, you like this one. It's uh, Eminem, you know, spitting. He's. I think Eminem, like at this point, he's definitely gotten even better as an MC, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah, like his his wordplay and like his imagery. It's just like, wow, man, this dude is still got. He can really flex on the mic, and very few can do it like he can. And but yeah, uh, music to be murdered by is good. I know. I know Kyle's like, no, I don't. I don't see what the big deal is. I say it's it's very good. Oh, yeah, I did see it. Yep. Yeah. Overrated. Oh, come on. Kyle. Overrated. <laughs> it's not greatness. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, Kyle would say it's overrated because he's an Iconics fan, you know, so. And he did the Iconics pose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make that into a gift. I, I got to, that's, I have to immortalize that. Yeah. And make it into a gift. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you should. You oh, should. I will. Yeah, because I mean, the I mean, him and Brian took the trouble to make those hats, Iconics hats, or crown Burger King crowns. Um, hey, Dana. <laughs> but yeah, check out. Oh, uh, I, those guys. <laughs> I fucking love those guys. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check out uh, music to be murdered by. And last but not least, oh boy, I had a chance to watch a new movie. I don't like the look on your face. <laughs> Carl, I had a new, I had a chance to watch this movie. Uh, just a, just a, just actually an hour ago, I finished it. Is this what you was like? Oh, I have to watch something for the podcast tonight. Yes. Oh shit. I watched uh, a new movie which came out on Netflix. I'm scared. Uh, just this past uh, Friday, and uh, Twitter's talk. Well, Black Twitter's talking all about it. It's Tyler Perry's latest movie, A Fall from Grace. The only thing I'm hearing about it is how bad the makeup is. Holy <laughs> shit. Let me tell you. Like, I trust me, I, I don't need 90 minutes to, because I'm not going to break down this whole movie like I did with Acrimony. And Acrimony was hilarious. But You got two minutes. Listen, listen I'm going to need a little more than that. But, okay, let me, let me break down Acrimony. I mean, A Fall from Grace, because it's just as funny. So, so A Fall from Grace, it's, it's this uh, crime thriller 
so it's it stars uh crystal fox felicia rashad who's way too good for this shit uh brisha webb yeah she's in this is us oh good good see see she should do more of that unless of this tyler perry why have you actually checked out this is us nah god damn it Um, it. (laughs) telling you um makad brooks cicely tyson living legend who's way too good for this 95 95 i'm still kicking it Betty white still she made it to She's 98. She just turned 98. I saw that. She's yeah. got to make it. She got to make it. Yo, She's got to make it. Her and Cicely Tyson need to make a movie. A Betty White, Cicely Tyson movie, I would see that. I don't care what Buddy it's cop. about. Mm-hmm. Buddy Cop movie, even better. I don't care what it's about. I'll see it. Boom. Sold. Yeah. Hollywood, get on that. But yeah, uh, this movie, it's about uh, a woman named Grace, played by Crystal Fox. And she's an older woman, and Felicia Rashad uh, plays a woman named Sarah, who's her best friend. And, uh, you know, uh, Grace is a, a, a divorcee. Um, sh- uh, she's basically single, ready to mingle. And um, her best friend, Felicia, Felicia's like, hey, hey, girl, you got to get out there. You know, you know, put yourself out there. You're still a beautiful, beautiful woman. Sure, you're up there in age, but, you know, you still got, you still got what it takes. And so she meets a, a, a slightly younger man, played by Makad Brooks, who has the worst um, high-top fade wig I've ever seen. It's basically like the, the Jermaine Jackson uh, haircut. Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. the pictures. He, he kind of looked like a cheap version of Eddie Murphy from Delirious or Raw. That's how bad he looked. He kind of looked like a, the fourth member of Full Force from House Party. That's how bad he looked. Um, so Makad Brooks plays... <laughs> You're you're picturing it, huh? No, because I know what he looks like. It's just that you said full force. Yeah, (laughs) house party man, 1990. But uh, but yeah, he plays like this guy who's like he's like an artiste. He's like a photographer, and he meets uh, uh, Grace, and he woos her. They get together, and all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh man, I'm feeling I'm feeling brand new. I'm living my best life now. I'm I'm back in it. I I rediscovered love." Then all of a sudden, oh boy, your boy Makad Brooks, who plays Shannon DeLong, that's the name of his character. He's uh, he's evil. He's he's up to no good. He's actually using her for her money, and uh, apparently he gets her fired from her job by um, apparently hacking into uh, her bank account somehow, and then the bank fires her and you know gives her 24 hours to return all the money because that's how life works. Because Tyler Perry doesn't understand how life works; he doesn't understand law, and so and so she and so she's she's another you know dark skinned black woman who's abused by another man. Typical Tyler Perry trope, and then you know she's in prison for uh, for murder, for murdering him, and so uh, Brisha Webb plays this uh, this public defender named Jasmine who's trying to who's not very good at her job. She's horrible. She's like the Dallas Cowboys of lawyering. Now you're just trolling. Um, and she's just so bad at her job that Tyler Perry, who plays her boss, keeps telling her how shit she is at her job. But and then she, you know she's trying and she's like she's trying to get her to. You know, go to trial, prove that you prove her innocence. And man, <laughs> oh man, where do we start with this movie, Carl? The I'm w- actually ready to end it. It was like, no, no, no. This, this is the thing. This is the, why do you do this to yourself, Carl? Listen, you know you're not a fan of his work. You know you're gonna roast this. So mm-hmm. why bother to watch it? Because. What Tyler Perry's true niche is, is the unintentional comedy. Temptation, 
acrimony and now a fall from grace. I'm telling you, this movie, look, I'm telling you, it's even, not by, even, you. even it, it doesn't Just matter. Don't watch even, it. even by any standard, even by any standard, this is a badly written movie. It's badly acting. The dialogue is cornball. The, the, the makeup is so bad and the hair, the wigs. The wigs, man, let me tell you something. Tyler Perry's character wears a fucking Brillo pad on his head. Yeah, it's like, it's 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 fucking atrocious. Yeah, I've seen. And it. mind you, and, and 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 then you got um Crystal Fox's character who, her, she looks like she got like a like a disheveled mop on her head. Man, come on, it's like yo yo, why are you gonna put this woman through this? And, and also, also Tyler Perry, he's a, he, okay. Here's a guy who has who built his own studio, Tyler Perry Studios, right in Atlanta. He's got he's got like. Like he's like he basically built a whole community, like a whole college campus, and yet all of his sets look so fucking cheap in this movie. This is the, this is his cheapest looking movie ever. Like the sets look so cheap. The sets look like something that like yo motherfucker UWO's green screen work is profession is more professionally done and more slickly done than any set that you will see in Tyler Perry's A Fall from Grace. And you want to know why that is? It's cuz Tyler Perry actually shot this film in 5 days in December last month. Five days it took for him to shoot this whole movie. And it shows the acting is terrible. The dialogue is horrendous. It's unintentionally funny. There's so many logic gaps that it's like, yo, how does this happen? It makes absolutely no sense. Oh my, and, and, and also, uh, uh, Brisha Webb's character, who plays Jasmine, her husband, um, I think he plays like uh, he plays a cop, uh, played by Matthew Law. Her husband's this cop, right? He's the worst cop I've seen in, in in a film in some time. He 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 handcuffs somebody. He's he arrests somebody. He puts puts him in handcuffs. There's one scene. He puts somebody in handcuffs. He puts him on, on, on the dash on the like the the hood of his car. He gets inside his car. He looks up some information and then he drives away. But he leaves the suspect in handcuffs. Doesn't take him with him to the station. Nothing. Just leaves him there. He does this a second time in the climax of the film. He he handcuffs a prime suspect, and the prime suspect just hobbles away like, oh, shit, time to go. He's the, he's the worst fucking cop I've ever seen. This is a shoddy police work. It's like Tyler Perry does not understand how law works because, like, the, the, the courtroom scenes, what he did was, like, to, to get around writing dialogue for courtroom scenes because Tyler Perry doesn't know how courtroom dramas work, there's a montage where where the where the defendant and where the where the prosecutor and the defense attorney are like going back and forth, but it's like really quick cuts, so you never know. Um, this movie is it, just so terribly written. Like, oh my god, it took him five days to film, five days to write, presumably. It shows, and you know what offends me about a fall from grace, and this goes beyond, uh, you know, this film itself, Carl. Tyler Perry is the most successful black filmmaker of our time. And and he's got he's worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. You can tell me that this motherfucker shoots movies and TV shows so fucking poorly, so cheap in quality, so cheap in on the writing standpoint, set design, cinematography, music, the whole works, makeup and hairstyling. Everything he does is so cheap because he, he's not about quality. He's about cranking shit out, plus pumping shit out, pumping shit out, pumping shit out. He's not about taking his time for his craft. 
if you if you had any other black filmmaker, and I'm almost done. If you had any other black filmmaker who had the wealth that Tyler Perry has, the millions of dollars and the resources that he has, if you gave Ava DuVernay that money, if you gave Barry Jenkins that money, if you gave Steve McQueen that money, if you gave Jordan Peele that money, if you gave fucking... Uh, um, um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, George Tillman Jr., who directed The Hate You Give, that money. If you gave Casey Lemons that money, she directed last year's film Harriet. Um, if you gave Spike Lee... Spike Lee is, is, is a living legend. He doesn't even get hundreds of millions of dollars for his movies. The Black Klansman, didn't, Black Klansman didn't, doesn't cost nearly as much as what Tyler Perry makes in one film. If you gave any of those aforementioned black filmmakers the resources and, clout and, and wealth that Tyler Perry has, and you, and you gave them all that money, they would crank out so much quality work. So much quality work that we would be in, in in like a blessed black filmmaking and black television renaissance more so than we are. But Tyler Perry, I do not respect him as a filmmaker. I do not respect him as a businessman because with all his money and clout, he put he puts out that cheap shit. Yo, Tyler Perry, I don't care how many fans you get. I don't care how many church revivals you you you, you conduct. I don't care how many how many uh, black black folks with low quality taste in pop culture and media flock to your movie. Every every week and every year, yo, get, to, to borrow the UWO's gimmick, get your ass in this motherfucking hole. Get the you get a Hall of Fame jacket and a commemorative ring. You are in the burial hall of fame because no filmmaker, especially no black filmmaker, worth your clout, worth your financial salt, with all the resources resources that you have, should not be making movies like A Fall from Grace this cheaply, this poorly, and this slipshodly. It's it's it's, it's offensive, sir. It's absolutely offensive. You, sir, are buried. You're living in the Hall of Fame. You need some water? I think I, I think I do. <laughs> yeah. So Drew Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, 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 sorry for, I'm sorry for going off. There, but... there, all there is is just one simple solution. For, so you won't, like, pop a blood vessel or something. What is that? Just don't watch a damn movie. <laughs> L- listen, I, 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 I wanted, I wanted to talk about this because it was in the zeitgeist. I, I know people. It just came out. People are talking about it. But yes, I, Quincy Thomas. But, but, but I, but I'm, I'm telling you, people, people. A fall from grace is what I call an unintentional comedy. Forget the Medea movies. The Medea movies are trash. We all know this. But Tyler Perry's true genius, if you want to call it that excuse me, is the unintentional comedy where a movie's supposed to be serious, but it's so terrible that you just laugh the laugh at it. You laugh at the you laugh the fuck out of it. It's just that bad. Bro, it I is so bad. You just, you just went the hell off like Oh, Temptation, Acrimony, A Fall from Grace. That's the trilogy right there. That's the trilogy right there. I'm telling you, man. Yo. Wanna have some fun now? Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, let me see. Uh, I, I'm looking up real quick. Oh, come on, man. Uh, AWOL joining us on a chat. What's up, man? He gave uh, Eminem's album, uh, Music to be Murdered by, a 5 out of... Really? A 5 out of 10? What? He says that it's Eminem trying to out-rap himself at this point. You, you know, I will say, to that point, I agree. It, but but I don't think it's a bad thing because, M, it's, cause like I said, with the music to be murdered by, it's Eminem just stepping up his own game. Eminem's trying to, 
Eminem's biggest competition is himself, and that's why I say that it, it looks like he's getting better as a rapper. And like, there's there's very few MCs that can touch him lyrically on the mic. All right. But I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um. Well, Brian needs to hear this because he has to go back to work. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the wait. It's that time of year again. Yes. Myself, the Codex Prime Podcast, Gamadelphia and the Party Nerds. Mm-hmm. We calling all of y'all out. Yes. For the four in February challenge. Four. Four in February challenge. That means you have to beat four games within the month of February. Oh, yes. And I got my four. All right. You got four. I got three out of four. I'm going to think three of Three out of four? Now. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you got, you're ready to break down what you got for us? All right. Well, I'm going to start off. I'm going to throw it back, and I'm going to play the first Onimusha. Ah, Onimusha Warlords. Yes. Then I'm going to go to Batman the Telltale series. I really wish Telltale. I think Telltale is coming back. I think, yeah, I think they are coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah it's good. They, I, I always enjoy their games. They're just, they're very well written. Mm. Story right. I played the first Walking Dead one. That was good. Yeah. Guardians was good. And Game of Thrones was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Then I'm going to do Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. And then for my long one, God of War. Oh. God of War, that's definitely worth revisiting. And no getting a 20 kill streak in Call of Duty count. We're talking about beating some campaigns. <laughs> yeah, so what was the second game you mentioned? Batman. Batman. Yeah. Telltale series. Cool. Nice. That's a good good selection right there. Good selection. Uh, for me, um, I got three out of four so far. And uh, I got Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil... Two, the remake, uh, Resident Evil Seven, eh, might as well Resident Evil Five, PS3. You still got a PS3? Yeah. Oh yeah, you still do. Yep, still got it. See, I was gonna do Resident Evil Two, but then that means I would have to do both the Leon and the Claire scenario. Yeah, that's true. But you got and, you got the infinite weapons though. I do. Fuck Mister X. Yeah. That's why I'm not doing that. I was like, listen, Mr. X was pissing me off. No, just like, I couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> Yo, like if um, And he doesn't die. Nah, he doesn't. You can only you can only st- stun him like with enough bullets or with the rocket launcher, one shot, he goes down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. He might as well be the master. Yeah. But well in Leon's Leon's scenario A, he is the master. He's the final boss. So how the hell do you finish the game? Yeah, well, like, yeah, you just shoot him enough times, and then like Ada throws you the rocket launcher, and you shoot him once, and he's dead. You can do it. Oh damn! It looks like he already caught. Looks like Brian Lucy already called. Did his? I'm doing Zelda Link's Awakening. Awakening. Super Mario Three No Warps. Oh. Long one is Star Wars Jedi Order, and Punch Out knocking everybody out. Hey. And he done up to any out of hit for his one. Okay. Yeah, some good choices right there. I know. Those are some good choices. Yeah. So I am calling out the UWO. Mm-hmm. Pop Stu, aka Stubert. Alright. Stubert may be exempt. He just had a baby. Congratulations to him. Alright. The whole entire fam squad. Of course, yep. Yeah. And everybody in the blurred hug group. Okay. Yeah, so that's a, that's a sizable amount of uh, challengers. Yes. And obviously the party nerds. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, game of death, the whole game of Delphia crew. Mm-hmm. Edge already got Edge already um told me his. Oh yeah. Yeah, he uh yeah, I talked to him the other day. I'm like, we gonna collaborate on this, of course. So he said he's gonna this is kinda He said, I'm currently on Layton's Mystery Dungeon, Yakuza Zero, Ori in the Blind Forest, and I'm considering doing the a Ratchet and Clank game. Anything anything bigger like Horizon Zero Dawn? Like Horizon or God of War if I lose my mind. Yakuza is my marathon once. Uh, consider, nah, 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 nah. Oh, he's gonna do the first Bioshock. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. Nice. But yeah, make sure you post your post your pics mm. on your social medias. Yep. Tag us. Make sure you use the hashtag for in February. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be fun. Oh yeah. I always enjoy. I always enjoy doing this. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a really good month of uh challenging month of gaming yeah thank yeah and brian says that he might add a fifth if he has time and that would be super metroid the first year i did it i added a fifth mm. it was the game of thrones telltale and all four uncharted's okay yep nice yeah those are really good games i man. fucking love uncharted especially part four yeah Nice, good choices, man. Yeah, you have some pretty good choices. You gonna do The Witcher Three? No, that's a marathon game, like a motherfucking. Yeah, that that took me a solid, uh, like to get through everything. It took me like a solid month. Yeah, and you're just gonna go all Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, because those games are like just have like tremendous replay value, and I've beat beaten them multiple times anyway. Why not? Yeah. And plus, it, plus, it's been a while since I played Part Five too. Yeah, so you said two, four, five, and seven. Yep. Yeah, and and Part Seven, I also got the. Uh, I actually beat the game in like in like a short amount of time, like just under three hours. Um. So I got the circular saw, which is like a weapon where you just go up to somebody, just like chop them in the head, and boom, they go down. So you're 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 kind of invincible when you use it. It, it, you should you should re, you should revisit Resident that Evil Seven. Me rage quit like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, it's worth revisiting, man. You, you just play it on the easiest difficulty level. No one will judge. Yeah, they will. I'll judge myself. <laughs> I can't live with myself. I'm, just, I'm happy just doing normal. Oh man, the Baker uh, House. The what? The Baker House. <laughs> that house. Fuck that house. Fuck that house. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Post up your games, tag us. I mm-hmm. want to see what y'all doing. I want to see if y'all can do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, so on the wrestling tip, I watched WWE's Untold: Ray, Eddie, and the Rumble. Mm. Man, that's a feel good story. Okay, like it just travels back to when Ray Mysterio entered in at number two at the Royal Rumble and won. Mm, I remember that. That and 2006, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it, Batista. And, yeah, because Batista and um, Batista won 2005. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hold on. 2004. We won't. We the the winner remains nameless. Yep. Name redacted. Uh, yeah. 2005, Batista, and that was the that was the Royal Rumble where um, person who remains nameless. 
Eddie Guerrero and Hardcore Holly turned Daniel Pewter's chest into straight up taco meat. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and then also when Vince tore his quads. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was. <laughs> yeah, and then 2006 was Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Fresh off of Eddie's death. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was a feel good story. They talked about their match from Halloween, from you know their humble beginnings, their match from their classic match at Halloween Havoc, the custody of Dominic match. Yeah. Oh, Dominic was featured in it. He talked about like how he can do it. He's like, "We'll pay you." He's like, "Well, money equals toys." Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that simple equation. There you go. He was like eight. Yeah, that's like the, it's, it's pure logic. Yeah, can't get more logic than that. Yeah, and then of course you know Eddie's passing and the whole and then yeah him winning Rumble to him winning the title and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like a sadness, but yet you still like had a feel. It still has its feel good moments to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like looking back at it, like that was just amazing storytelling, mm. especially like just that rumble alone. Mm-hmm. And then like it was one thing he and um Raymond said he was like praising Triple H because like. The last two was Ray, Ray Mysterio and Randy Orton. The last three was Triple H, Randy Orton, and, and Ray Mysterio. Yep. Ray eliminates Triple H. Mm-hmm. So Triple H pulls it off. He gets so mad. By this time, it's the end of the Rumble. Everybody's going for Ray. Ray was like the ultimate underdog. Mm-hmm. Triple H just pulls him out from under the ring, slams him into the state, into the, the steel steps. Mm-hmm. So now you're thinking like, yo, he's just going to ruin it. He's just going to ruin it. There's no chance. And then boom. Mm. Eliminates Orton. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like looking back at it, I was like, wow, you know what? That was good. Mm. That was like excellent sco- storytelling. So, yeah, I mean, it's only like a half hour special. That's something worth watching it for a half hour. Okay. And it's called Ray, Eddie, and the Rumble? Yes. Yes. WWE and Total. And then also, while I was at it, I watched broke the latest episode of the Broken Skull Sessions. Mm-hmm. Where he's interviewing Kane. Yeah, Mayor Kane. Once again, like I thought, I think that's like the night. That's like the replacement Legends with JBL. Yes, which yeah. was a good show. It was, even though hashtag fuck JBL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know you're against JBL. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. But it's like in JBL. But one thing about JBL is like he interviewed like the legends. Like he interviewed Bruno, Stan Hansen, like. Like let you know, legends that the current casual fans wouldn't even think to interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's interviewing them. Yeah. Whereas if you know he um, Stone Cold's, from what he's seeing, he's getting you know he's interviewing like guys from who who lived through like the Monday Night Wars and stuff, and like it was mm-hmm. Undertaker then Goldberg, which I still need to rewatch because I fell asleep on that one. Yeah. And then also, um, and then now Kane. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. That was really fun. Like, yeah. talked about the whole, that's gotta be Kane, his debut, um, his match that he had with The Undertaker in 1995 when he was the Unabomber. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the the real Unabomber. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski, I think. I forgot his name. <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, the unmasking and some of Kane's uh, comedic moments with, you know, Team Hell No when his moment where um he was backstage with The Rock and Hogan mm-hmm. and he impersonates Hogan and stuff and his legions of fans are called Canaanites. Yeah. Which could have went somewhere. I like that. 
It could have, actually. So, yeah. If you guys get a chance, get on the network. Watch uh, Broken Skulls uh, Broken Skulls Broken Skulls Sessions mm-hmm. with King. Jesus Christ, I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off the overnights and doubles. Yeah. Um, on the comics tip, I'm currently I just started reading the first issue of Jessica Jones Blind Spot, mm-hmm. uh, which is written by Kelly Thompson and art by Mattia D D Luis. I know I, I know I butchered it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I even YouTube the name earlier. Got it and just completely ruined it. Wow. Okay. Which was okay, but this comic was originally published in Jessica Jones. It was a Marvel Digital original. Mm-hmm. So in this this first issue, Jessica's just living her best life. She's got her husband in Luke Cage. She's got her son, her daughter Danielle. Mm-hmm. Just you know everything's good, but then. She goes to her office, and her old client shows up dead. Mm-hmm. The cops show up and arrest her, and later Matt Murder bails her out. Okay. She returns to her office to investigate, you know, her one-time client, mm-hmm. and then somebody shoots her in the back of the head. Well, goddamn. That's how it. That's how the issue ends. Well, holy shit! Like, how the fuck is she gonna survive that? Like, I do not know Jessica Jones to be bulletproof. Nah, Luke Cage is. I mean, I mean, I'm, it's Marvel Universe. Still explaining in some Marvel logic way. Yeah, who knows? Probably, bullet probably just like nicked it. Yeah, grazed her head probably. Yeah, which could kill you in a sense. But yeah, I said, yeah. Superhero logic. It doesn't have to make entirely too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another comic that I've been reading is uh, Spider-Man, The Black Cat Strikes Again. The Black Cat Strikes. Okay. Which is set in the Marvel Gamerverse. Oh, okay. Written by uh, Dennis Hopeless Hallam mm-hmm. and uh, Luke and art by Luke Maresca, and it's the be- it's the Black Cat DLC <laughs> in comic form. Oh, I see. Okay. So for you uh, Xbox users, <laughs> yeah, I mean that they want a taste of the Spider-Man PS4 goodness, and and they can read about it. Yeah, there you go. I still want to get the velocity. I mean, it didn't tell the story. But Velocity, now that I'm just pretty much getting all the Gamerverse um, comics, because now they put out uh, they put out two issues of Avengers, mm-hmm. one for Iron Man and the second one of Thor, yeah. to gear up, to tell a little backstory, to gear up for the uh, Avengers game that's coming out. Lord knows when this year. Uh, I mean, the, the Avengers game, it is supposed to come out, like, I don't know, by the end of this year? No, I think it was like May. May. Oh. It's supposed to be May, but now I yeah, it's all been pushed back. All these good games are pushed back. Yeah. Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Avengers. Doom. And fucking Cyberpunk too. Yeah, Cyberpunk's been delayed until the fall. Um I mean, I mean if they need more time to work in it, that's fine. But here's this. I'm getting my PS five for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like god damn. Or are you also getting a four K TV? Yeah. We actually have a couple four K TVs in our a couple of 4K TVs. Yeah. Check y'all out. Oh, it's like what two? Just wow, two, two 4K TVs. Well, step this way, your royal highness. Shut <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Oh man, can I have one? Oh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna get a PS5, I have to get the four the 4K TV, but. Just get it. 
Just get it. My, my 1080p works just fine. Right. Crisp quality. You know? Okay, so if you're playing your PS5 game and it looks like fucking VHS, I don't want to hear it. It ain't going to look like no VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and also, finally, this, yeah, this is all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, CGC, CGC, the comic grading company. Comic book grading company. Yeah. Tom McFarlane did a special signing. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like it was eighty nine bucks a book, yeah, and he'll just sign it and they'll grade it right away. Okay. My anxiety is on super high because he signed mines and they're on the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did it real fast. He was supposed to do it back in um January, back in um not January, back in December, mm-hmm. but then he ended up getting like sick for like a month. He ended up catching a flu and stuff, and it had to have a surgery. Nice. So he pushed it back. Shows up on Tuesday. So, and I've been following, I've been like following CGC's Instagram, his Instagram, just to know like when when is my book gonna be done? He signed my book back on Friday. Nice. And it's on it's on its way right now. Like he started last Tuesday, and he like people already had their books by Friday. Mm-hmm. Like CGC was definitely working fast. Oh, that's what's up with this one. And then there's I was as I was following like the Insta stories. Mm-hmm. One guy, remember, it costs eighty nine bucks a p- per book. You still pay for like the service and stuff, which is like uh, it was like an extra thirty bucks and you know shipping and all that. Mm-hmm. Definitely well worth it. Yeah. This dude sent thirty books, thirty comics to be signed by Todd. <laughs> what Jesus Christ! Like and he has to pay for each one, right? Yes. And how much is one? Eighty nine dollars each comic book. This person must be balling. He has to be. <laughs> what, what to the is... point where Todd literally had to call him, mm-hmm. just be like, "Wow, yeah, thank you for sending all these books. You are literally about to put my kid through car. Yeah, car arcade games included. Nope." <laughs> Oh, arcade for the four in February. Yeah, I mean, like if it's like a port, like a console port. No, he's probably gonna go to the barcade. Oh, the barcade. He's gonna go free play. I say that could those can count. You think so? Yeah, arcade games. Yeah, take a picture when you beat the game, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, like I gotta same. beat the four player Simpsons game at the barcade, and that will give me the motivation. Yeah. I fucking love that game. Uh, that is a classic. Marge is the truth. Yep, the vacuum Marge cleaner. was my character. Yeah, she had the range with the vacuum cleaner. She did. Yeah. And, and see, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's a shame that we never got a home console version. I know. That would be so much fun. And I got four controllers, too. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, like, it was never, um, it was never, like, ported, like, to, like, the PS4, like, the PlayStation Store, Xbox. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think because, like, I think because, like, Fox was like, no. But then at the same time, you know what, too? I think it would lose its actual luster if it, if that was to happen. Mm. Like there's still like that just having that old feeling of just like getting carpet tunnel mm. by tapping the games and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. And getting together with your friends at an arcade, which you know rarely exists nowadays. True. Yeah, they're very only in very niche places like free like the free play. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to go back there sometime. It's been a while since I've been back there too. Yeah, I think I you know what the last time we went was Brian's birthday, which is coming in like 
two months. Oh. Brian and Kyle's birthday. They're like a week apart. Oh, nice. Yeah, free plays the place. And plus, hopefully they'll get some new some new old uh, cabinets in there. Some new games. I'm down. God, I play so much fun. <laughs> like, I'm getting, yeah. the itch, I'm getting the itches to go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, Valentine's Day is coming. <laughs> There you go. But yeah, so the comp, but the comics I had done were uh, Spawn number one, mm-hmm. and Spawn number three hundred. Oh, those are really good bookends. Yeah, but my, I I didn't get I didn't get the high grade the uh, grade that I was hoping to get. Mm-hmm. Like my Spawn number one was uh, eight point oh, and then my Spawn three hundred was nine point two. Yeah, which I think should have been a nine point eight. Mm. Oh yeah, it was like mint mint condition. Yeah, uh, gem mint. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Vic, Mario Kart Battle. He's calling you out now. Mario Kart Battle. Yeah. You can do it, Kyle. Mario Kart ba- Battle. Anytime, any place. You know, my God, there's another game that you got to play with all your friends and stuff. It's called Gang Beast. It's basically just four player Royal Rumble. Gang Beast. Yes. Hmm. The game is a lot of fun. Uh, they played it in Up, Up, Down, Down a couple of times. Okay. That shit is fun. Yeah. Okay. Like we was playing it, we was playing it over the weekend, screaming. Mm. And is that that's also for the PS4? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the game's like twenty bucks. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking it up on YouTube. Got the volume down, so. All right. Ain't nobody ready for me in Mario Kart. I I can play. I play every day on my phone. Let me see. Oh, I've played this before. Yeah, I was at the at the Freddy Cup. Yeah, he had it. Yeah, he had it there one day. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, um, let me see. Mario Kart Battle. Uh, ain't not nobody ready for me in Mario ain't Kart. Ain't not nobody. Um, you just say nobody's ready for you in Mario Kart because you know ain't not nobody is a double negative, and you kind of like invalidate uh, that the, the sentence. So it's like ain't not nobody. So you're saying that there is nobody who isn't ready for me in Mario Kart. Uh, see, I, I'm, I'm. That's just, that's just the, the the writing instructor in you. Yeah, just you know, just putting it out there. <laughs> but I would have passed your class. Uh, what? I think I would have passed your class. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Nah. I actually like writing was one of my uh, strong points in school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ain't not nobody. <laughs> oh, he hit you with the I said what I said. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Well, um, well, sir, you still owe us a nice, tall, ice cool glass of white claw. So, you know, you know, you have to be a man of your word. And you tr- and you change your profile pic. I work hard on them motherfuckers. <laughs> There you go. See, Kyle's trying to he's trying to walk back his his bets. You know? I mean Just like somebody. What are you talking about? There's a couple of bets that we made and you didn't I, I don't recall. The fifth agreement book. I read it. You skimmed through it. That doesn't count. <laughs> I, 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 I listen, I had a very busy schedule at the time. I did too, and I still honored my end of the bet. <laughs> But um, but yeah. While while we are talking about uh, uh Mr. Kyle Chapman and who's a member of the UWO, I did want I did want to touch on um if you if you if you don't have any other topics. No, I'm cool. Okay? I'm, yeah, I'm cool. 
Um, I did want to touch on uh, some brief predictions for Worlds Collide this Saturday. Shit, you know what? We do have to do that, because guess what? Yeah. UWO versus Codex. We always do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let me start setting these things up. Uh, All right. So uh, Worlds Collide is going to be the latest uh, event on the WWE Network taking place this Saturday, January 25th, in the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. The roster of NXT versus NXT UK. So far, there are uh, six matches scheduled, one of which is on the pre-show. And this is part of Royal Rumble weekend as well. So... Let's get let's get some predictions going. Okay, how we got? Let me see how we how do we always do this? My old notebook is. I see. So you do like one column like for Codex, one column for UWO, or is it like each of us, like you, me, and then Kyle, Brian, and Eddie? I thought I always did it. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Let me yeah. see. Let me let me set this up. Let me set this up. Okay. So while so while um uh Mr. Bird is setting up the the predictions roster. And we'll, just to see who will get the most correct predictions, um, I will say, uh, speaking of NXT UK, if you haven't checked it out, do check out NXT Blackpool 2, uh, which took place uh, just over a week ago. Excellent, excellent, ma- excellent event. For me, the match of the night at, at that, and that event was um, Jordan Devlin, the Irish ace, versus Tyler Bate. That match was excellent. Excellent. That was a good one, but it just had that. It just looked like two midgets fighting. Sorry. Sorry. Vanilla, like oh, vanilla midgets, right? Okay, Kevin. But the way their body, the the way their bodies are shaped and stuff. More so, Tyler Bate. I mean, Jordan. More so, but Jordan did. He did. He has that midget. That midget, and I'm not using it in a derogatory word way. But little person. Okay. Is it, it's it, to me it feels like there's no like winning when it comes to that. <laughs> I really feel like when you say like when you call them little person it's deri- just as derogatory as midget. If you call if you call them dwarfs I'm like yo you're little fucking cartoon characters and stuff. <laughs> it, it's it's no win. It's no win. Uh, I think little person. And I knows. freaking love Brad Williams too and he owns that shit like a motherfucker. Okay. Hey. Have you ever heard Brad Williams? Brad Williams is he He's a comedian. He? Me? No, I've never heard of I'm gonna play a video for you when this is over. All right. Yeah, you are going to laugh your ass off. Mm-hmm. And and, you, and y'all did a Royal Rumble predictions, right? Before we booked the Rumble ourselves. Oh, you booked the Rumbles. Oh, okay. but you, but you, but you didn't do predictions. Okay. okay. So um, we can kind of probably squeeze that in after Worlds Collide. Um, but yeah, so you ready to take down these predictions? Uh, yeah. Give me the first match. Okay, first match. Um, should we do the pre-show? What with the pre-show count? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pre-show for Worlds Collide is Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kaylee Ray because she is the current NXT uh, UK Women's Champion. Even though I still believe that either Tony Storm or uh, Piper Niven should have won that match. You're gonna go Kaylee? Yeah. So, so what you got for Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray? 
Uh, Kyle, um, Kyle just tagged Brian Lopes, so hopefully he'll see this as well. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kaylee Ray. As much as I love me some Mia. Yeah. Yeah, because like, cause Kaylee Ray's a champion, and I don't see her like. Yeah, she's not gonna fall anytime yeah. soon. Yep. And so we got our uh, first official match on the main card. We got DIY reunited Gargano and Champa versus Mustache Mountain. DIY. Oh, yeah, I got me too. Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Uh, DIY, th- that's my prediction that they'll go over, um, but they're going to have a hell of a tag team. Oh, match. that match is going to be fire. Oh, yeah. Yep, so I got DIY winning that one. Uh, next match, we've got the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. The champion, Angel Garza, defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh, my God. That match. That triple threat from last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. AEW won in the ratings, but NXT put on the better show. I agree. Yeah, NXT has a better match quality overall. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Garza, Scott... Versus Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw. Uh, this one, I'm going to go with Garza to retain. Yeah, Garza, hands down. Yeah, and Garza, man, he, I, I really like his finisher, the wing clipper. Um, very unique. And But Isaiah Swerve Scott, damn, that kid has talent and star power all over him. Nice. Devlin's the Irish Kyle ace. Says Swerve. Yep. Jordan Devlin's the Irish ace. At first, like I looked at him as like a great value Finn Balor. <laughs> Cause Downsized. He, yeah, because he's trained by him. They're both from the exact same hometown. But Jordan Devlin, he's really good on yeah, his own. Yeah, I, I like I like Devlin from like when I saw first saw him on when NXT UK like first started coming on. Yeah. Yep. Um, next match, this is gonna be fire too. One on one, Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh man, I will say I will say uh, Cesaro did an excellent job of elevating Dragunov, even though Cesaro won. It's all about being victorious in defeat. Um, Bala, you know what? My 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 mind says Balor, and I think he's gonna win. But I'm gonna go with Dragunov. I'm gonna have Dragunov have the surprise victory in this one because I think I think NXT UK needs a big win here. Um, so I, I'm gonna go with Dragunov, but it's gonna be like it'll probably be like one of the matches of the night, if not the match of the night. Uh, next match, you've got the NXT Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley defending against the former NXT UK Women's Champion Tony Storm. Oh my god! I'm going with Rhea Ripley on this one. Uh, Ripley, she just won it. Oh Shana, yeah, she just won it. Yep, Rhea yep, from Shayna Baszler. Um, Rhea Ripley is the first woman to win both the U- NXT UK and NXT Women's Championships, making history there. Um, Tony Storm's going to put up a hell of a fight, but at the end of the day, it's going to be about that brutality. Rhea Ripley's going to win. Um, and we've got the main event. Uh, Undisput- Eight-man un- eight, uh, eight tag team match, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole. Baby! I'm my Undisputed Era shirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong versus Imperium. Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, Alexander Wolf, and the United Kingdom champion, Volter. I'm definitely going to wear my uh, Undisputed shirt. Mm -hmm. That's the only NXT shirt I got. Yep. 
I'm gonna wear the dream shirt because that's the only one I got. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Imperium. Me too. I'm gonna put him over. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with Imperium as well. Um, this this is gonna be a great match. I hope hopefully nobody's gonna steal Walter's boots and his other title again. This you know replacement UK championship. Chicago, what the hell were you thinking? But well, you know, you want to know how I would book the ending of that match? How Imperium wins? Mm-hmm. Walter's standing in the ring. Lights go out. Mm-hmm. Actually, what do you say? Lights go out. Mm-hmm. Please get music starts. Mm-hmm. Cesaro. Mm. Yes. Yes, I love that. Just have the, just have them two getting stare. So I'm telling you, this is what this is what busted open got me doing. Instead of mm-hmm. just complaining, mm-hmm. just channel that energy and just get creative and just go. How would you book this? Yeah, and I would book I would book them to have like a good build up, and then like in WrestleMania weekend, have Cesaro win the UK Championship. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. I would not mind that at all. There's your story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit him with the swerve, bro. No, that was my bully ray. That was my bully ray. Oh, bully ray, gotcha. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta check it out. Bust it open. They do have a podcast. They do have a podcast that comes on like later on during the day, later on in the day. Nice. I should play the CM Punk for you. Uh. How he said. Yeah, I'm sure y'all watched our video by now. Mm-hmm. But. but. Yeah. Okay. So we got some got some good uh. Some good picks there. You want to run them down briefly again? Uh, so I got Kaylee Ray DIY Garza Ballaria Imperium, mm-hmm. where you have Kaylee Ray DIY Garza Dragonoff Rhea and Imperium. So that's where we differ. Yep. And Kyle's the only only made one pick so far. Okay. And he picks were for the tie for the UK title. Oh, the I mean the cruiserweight cru- title. Excuse yep. me. There you go. Yep. Nice. And uh, moving on uh, to Royal Rumble 2020, um, we've got eight matches scheduled on there. I am actually like excited for the Rumble. I am. I'm actually mildly curious. Yeah. Um, let me see. We'll begin with the first match here. You've got the U.S. Championship on the line, Andrade defending against Humberto Carrillo, Dalegas. <laughs> that song's actually pretty good. It is kind of catchy. I won't. I won't lie. Um, Humberto Carrillo, huh? I gotta go Humberto. You're, you're going Humberto. I'm gonna go Humberto. I'm going with Andrade to retain. I mean, Humberto. He is talented. Although, like, although, like, if the roles were reversed, he should be in NXT, and an Angel yeah. Garza should be on the main roster. But. Not complaining with Angel Garza where he's at because he's tearing it up, but I'm gonna go with Andrade to retain. I don't see, I don't see him, I don't see any reason for him to drop the title this soon. Um, but you're going with Carrillo, yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, we've got Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. Bailey. Yeah, I'm going with Bailey too. Um, if Lacey Evans does win, then it's gonna be like LOL, you know, blonde woman booking. But but Bailey needs to needs to win. I mean, Lacey Evans, I'm, I'm just not... Nobody's quite sold on to her yet. It's because yeah. of the way she's presented. If she was actually more of a baby face, mm-hmm. all-American girl, use her military background story, family woman, fans can get behind her. Yeah. Instead of doing the whole, oh, you nasties and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... And, and shout out to the homie Nick, no, Nick Anacelli. Like, you know, she, she actually is really nice. Mm. Yeah, and... and- 
that marine background. They both have like marine background, so it's like oh, nice. they have like that instant, you know, oh, connection. That... I guess. Yeah, absolutely nice. Uh, next one we've got Chad Gable because I will not refer to him as that as that other name. Chad Gable versus Seamus. Seamus. Yeah. Yeah, he's taking that because because uh, he just came back. Because yeah, he just came back and Chad Gable is handicapped with a shitty gimmick. God kid damn vid. it! Yeah, kid, just like Kid Vid from Burger Kids, Burger King Kids Club, man. That depresses me, man. God, can you imagine the good Chad Gable can do in like an AEW or an NWA? Mr. Lopes. All right. Uh, Mr. Lopes has joined. Yeah, he was, over, he was over at my house earlier today. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it was a pretty interesting conversation. It was a pretty interesting conversation. Kind of went wild. Okay. All right. Leave it at that. <laughs> uh, next match, we've got what's sure to be Kyle Chapman's match of the weekend. And only his match of the weekend to nobody else's. Roman Reigns versus King Go Away Heat Corbin in a false count anywhere match. My prediction is who the fuck cares? Yes. <laughs> and they're gonna give this to Roman. Yeah. I- I'ma say yeah, I'ma say Roman. I'ma say Roman's gonna win this one. <laughs> uh but <laughs> what? Yep. Um, there's, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, uh, Brian Lopes has left a comment which reads, Dick Blenders. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the context is. I don't want to know. But, um, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Corbin has go-away heat with me. And he's actually one of the nominees for the Russell Crap Gooker Award of 2019. I'm um, okay, because he has go-away heat with me. What's up, Dominique? Uh, ah, shit! <laughs> what the hell? Oh, uh, that was uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, oh gosh, he curses like a sailor, and I love it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry um, I haven't been on in a long time. Now, now Kyle says that we need to stop hating. Listen, I'm not hating on Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is is a, is in a good place as an upper mid Carter, but him feuding against Corbin doesn't do Roman Reigns any favors. My thing is, I we Roman is getting there. Mm-hmm. We just don't want it yet. Right. Yeah, he needs to like. Means to feel like he earned the the championship again, like the main event spot. Uh, next match, which I'm looking forward to, a rematch from last year's Royal Rumble 2019. Becky Lynch will defend her Raw Women's cha- Women's Championship against Asuka. You okay. Know? Now, Bully Ray, he built. Two different he he gave us two different scenarios, okay, for great booking. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Ron, um. Becky gets her win. Mm-hmm. Oscar sprays the green mist at her. Ronda shows up and beats the bricks mm-hmm. out of Becky to the point where she bleeds. Ooh, we could get some color there. Okay. Yeah. Then to build up to WrestleMania, Ronda shows up and said and says, "Remember, my shoulders was never on that mat. Mm-hmm. 
Your whole entire title reign was a lie. You are a fraud. Mm. If sense. you can't live with the fact that you never beat Oscar, how can you go to sleep at night knowing that you never truly beat me? Right there, right? That makes so much sense. That that makes so much sense that WWE will be like, yeah, we we ain't coming up with that shit. Now here's the other one that he sold us on to next last week. Mm-hmm. Oscar wins. Mm-hmm. Like, but she really beats the bricks out of Becky and sprays the green mist like right directly into her eye, mm-hmm. where she blinds her. Takes her out of action. She's still doing like all the press, you know, all the press and stuff, showing up on TV here and there, wearing the uh, what do you call it? Where you know, wearing oh, like a face mask, like a face mask or eye patches and stuff, like yeah. really selling the fact that she's blind. Yeah, that you know she's blind. Yep. Meanwhile, for the next few months, Asuka is just terrorizing the entire women's division with that green mist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Becky shows up, mm-hmm. healed and everything. It's not main event, but there's your WrestleMania match. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, those are those are both plausible scenarios, and they bo- they both can certainly work. Um, I do see. Based on what you said with the first scenario with Ronda coming back and saying that, yo, you never pinned me at WrestleMania, never made me tap out. I'm going to say Becky Lynch will get her, finally get her win over Asuka. It'll be clean. And then Ronda will show up and, you know, do some shenanigans. That's what's making it hard. Another scenario that how I booked it Mm -hmm. was Becky wins. I took a piece of uh, Bully Ray. Becky wins. So they show up. The women's Royal Rumble. The women's Rumble is going to be last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it'll be last. Actually, no, because the the Royal Rumble stories, you know, much bigger, and it's it's centered around Brock, so that will go on last. But anyway, mm-hmm. you can still do it. The women, both women's champions, are sitting at ringside. They have to be at ringside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ronda's a surprise number thirty entrant. Hmm. Yeah, that, that and wins, and right then and there chooses Becky and goes with the whole "you never beat me." Goes with yeah, goes with the whole "you never beat me" build up to WrestleMania. Yeah, that also fits. That works perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Becky Lynch uh, to to get her win from Oscar, and and go on to do some things with Ronda because that makes so much sense. Um, but as- no, it all depends on if Ronda shows up. True, it does, because um, because Ronda took took the rest of 2019 off after WrestleMania 35. Right. Uh, Ooh, uh, I yeah. may have to. I don't even got no quarters on me or nothing. I was gonna <laughs> flip a coin because I'm going with either one of my either one of those scenarios. Okay. Yeah. So you're pre- so you're predict. You, you got a coin somewhere? No. No, I don't. So uh, so your prediction for this match, if. Do you need a little time to think about it before while we get to the end? Um, let me see. We've got. Well, well, while you're while you're while you're I'm mulling really it over, I'm really trying to like come up with a. <laughs> well, while you're mulling it over, I'll go to the next match. 
Uh, we've got the strap match for the Universal Championship. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending against Daniel Bryan. I got the this Fiend on this one. Heads Becky Lynch, tails. <laughs> so heads for Becky Lynch and tails yeah. for for Oscar. Uh, yep. Okay, uh, so he's he's flipping a coin on uh, an app. On an app. Becky. And he's got Becky. So Carl chooses Becky Lynch to go over. So you said the next one is uh, uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend, and I got the Fiend winning that one. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yep. Let's see, and then we have the women's Royal Rumble match, thirty woman match for a women's championship title shot at WrestleMania thirty six. Um, I'm gonna go with Ronda Rousey because it makes too much sense. But I and women's but the, Rumble. Yep, for the women's rumble. I wouldn't put that I wouldn't make a pick on that because I also have another scenario. Okay. Now I just thought about this just now. Mm-hmm. Sasha wins. She should. Go after Bailey. Hmm. Yeah, the battle of the best friends. Mm-hmm. Recreate Sasha versus Becky NXT Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, Sasha versus Bailey. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what I said, right? They said Becky. Oh my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Too much Becky talk going on. <laughs> no, yeah, that would that would really that would really be cool. Um, and and, and, and kind of busted open Brian, <laughs> <laughs> and kind of circle Bailey back to being a babyface gradually. Yeah, yeah, but still with the new that. attitude. Yeah, with the new attitude. We don't need look. to go back to bubblegum yet. Yeah, um, that could work. Um, I, I, I would say either, like with the rumble, it's hard. Like, should should we come up because 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 this is these are battle royals. Should we come up with at least our top three names, or or do we have to stick with one? Uh, I'm I'm gonna say three to give us some room. All right, yeah. I'll yeah. just write them on, and then the men's right, and then the men's is left, right? Yeah. So, uh, my 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 top three, and any one of the, either one of these three women will win the Royal Rumble in, in terms of my prediction. Um, oh, Vi- Brian said final four. Oh, final four. Okay, even better. Thank you, Brian. Right, um, uh, final. So my final four for the women's Royal Rumble match will be. Let me write all these down. Yep. I don't know, let's Yep. Trying to keep everything organized, people. Okay. Okay. So for you're going for the women's, right? Yep. So for the women's Royal Rumble, uh, my final four will be uh, Ronda Rousey. Okay. This um, is uh, yep. Ronda Rousey returning. Yep. Uh, Sasha Banks. Yep. Um. Let me see. I, I don't know if NXT is is participating. Um, I I think they will have like a presence, but there's no yeah. good. It's not happening. No. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is gonna be is gonna make an appearance, and she'll be among the final four. Mm-hmm. And uh, a surprise, another surprise return. Nia Jax. She will definitely be a surprise return. 
Yeah, the, I don't know if she'll be cleared to. She's is. She is. She's, oh, good. Because she's back at the she's back at the performance center. Okay, so she'll be back, you know, with her with her insipid theme music, and she's gonna try to go ahead and sing it. And yeah, she's gonna she's, like most girls. Oh, I'm not like most girls. Uh, they only they, they only take just what they're given, like a plastic little princess. Lucky for me, I'm not like those girls. Uh, whatever. Um, I mean, ho- hopefully, hopefully, Nia Jax will learn not to botch and uh, and you know injure people unintentionally like she always does. Talking about my woman. I'm sorry, she has that history. She has that history. She's she's the best botch machine uh, in WWE. She is. It's been worse. She broke. She broke Be- Becky Lynch's face. Yeah, but that turned out to be a blessing in disguise. So leave her alone with yeah. that shit. Yeah, no thanks to Nia. It was thanks to Nia. <laughs> It, it, it was I give I give credit to Becky because Becky imp- imp- improvised in a bad situation. Yeah, but she's still like that. That did happen. It still did happen. Um, but yeah, those are my, so those are my final four for the women's rumble: uh, Rousey, Banks, Baszler, and Jax. All right, um, just because Brian because Brian made his picks. All right. So um, yep, so yep, so Brian Lopes got Baszler, Charlotte. Evans and Io Shirai, and then for his men's, he has uh, Keith Lee. Okay. Um, Brock winning it. Mm-hmm. Roman and Drew. Oh, excellent picks! I think a lot of us is gonna have the same. Uh, for mm. the women's, Ronda. Sasha, Charlotte, because mm-hmm. she's got to have that on her belt, and Naya, just for the return. Yeah, and just honestly, this is for her name killer. She's not gonna, she's not gonna win it, but she's yeah. gonna be a surprise entrance. Yeah. Entrance. Uh, for the men's, I'm gonna go with Drew. Mm-hmm. Brock, Roman, okay, and if you listen, if you watch my vi- if you watch me and Brian's video, mm. which is gonna be a new, which I'm, which I might as well announce it now, okay. A recurring Codex UWO joint collaboration called Let's Book This Crap. Oh, I like with that. With Eddie and with Brian and Carl. I like that. Yeah. Who booked this crap? No. Let's book this crap. I don't know. I know. Let's book this crap. But it's like the question. Who booked this crap? Yeah. Carl and Brian. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right, uh, and that's coming on like every Wednesday. Um, whenever we, whenever we can, usually for like the big event, you know, for the bigger events, gotcha and stuff. Or whenever we just feel, you know what, maybe we can, we can book this. Yeah, and then we'll just get together and do it. Also, this Friday, Brian, we got our watch along. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? Two. Well, we're gonna let the fans decide. We picked two different events: mm-hmm. Royal Rumble '94. Or Royal Rumble 2000. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, no, no. 
Royal Rumble, 19, I'm thinking 99, that's the one that Vince won. Right. Uh, 2000, who won that one? Rock. The Rock. Okay. Yeah, when I said, oh, fuck, I was thinking about the 99 one. Yeah. For 2000, one word, Taka. Oh, yeah, the face splat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, your men's picks? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brock Lesnar, of course. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Keith Lee, too. So I pretty much got the same picks as Brian. I yeah, believe. you definitely do have the yeah. same picks as Brian. Yeah. I'm going to go with Keith Lee because I believe that I believe that I, from what I've heard, Vince sees something in Keith Lee. There's definitely plans. Yeah. But I'm gonna play you. I'm a, I'm gonna play you that bully race. I'm gonna play you the bully race segment. Okay. I I am a hundred and ten percent. I'm guaranteeing mm-hmm. you will be sold. Okay. Well, we will. We, we will hear it after the show. Like I know you have your. Oh, I'm done with CM Punk. Listen, and you'd be like, God damn. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right. So that's it. I know we'll get uh, we'll get the rest of the UWOs on our chat and stuff, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> may the best man win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see who gets the most uh, right, correct predictions. And should, should we offer a wager? Hmm. Well, I can't think of anything. I don't know. Another, another white claw mix. I'm trying to get rid of white claw out of my life. Like mix white claw, what mix white claw with some like I don't know vodka or gin. I don't know bourbon. God, that is awful. <laughs> Why would you do that to people? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Or you can have like You're an uh, awful human being. <laughs> Or you can have like you can have a drink, but with white claw ice cubes, just frozen claw, <laughs> frozen claw. The hell is wrong with you? In your beverage. What? Can we stay away from the white claw? Orange juice. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm done with the white claw. I'm done with it. <laughs> it was an awful experience. Natasha's watching. She's thinking about it. Yeah. She's coming up with some shit. No, you don't want her to do that. Is she devious? Yeah. Uh, white claw ice cubes or white claw jello shots? No, it won't. I don't think it will. You would have to like literally freeze and stuff. It's no. Mm. White claw slushy. (laughs) You like the white, you like white claw. I don't like white claw. I'm just thinking about like, if if you have just, you have not came up with anything. Um, other than white claw. Because because it's it's so awful. I mean, it's hard. It's you're it's hard pressed to come up with something worse than White Claw. Besides, maybe like drinking lukewarm beer. I've done that before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll 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 think. Yeah, of we'll 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 think of some. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, those are those are our predictions for Worlds Collide and Royal Rumble 2020, and we'll see who's who got the most. Uh, Predictions correct. Uh, next week's episode of the Codex Prime podcast featuring UWO. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It is. 
Yeah. It is. Uh, burials and good times. It's water that fucks you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, man. Uh, got a question of the week for us? Nah. I know we got UWO next week, so Lord knows what's gonna, what yeah. we're going to get out of that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, iTunes. You can hit us up with that five-star review. Uh, YouTube and Google Play or wherever you can search for podcasts. Twitch. Yep, Twitch. We've got uh-huh. a Twitch channel. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be doing my uh, Joker first impression Twitch stream real soon. Okay. Uh, Joker and Mortal Kombat. Oh, got gotcha. Mortal Kombat 11. Gotcha. Nice. Yep, and of course, we're on Facebook Live every week. And yeah, anything else, man? I'm good for now. I'm just... Uh, I got to put you on to this... I got to put you on to this uh, busted open. All right. Cool. So yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, like I said, once again, next week, UWO will be in the house. So, ch- so check us out for that. And as always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.